It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Well, I hope you had a great holiday. The Bengals got some unfortunate news about Lael Collins. We'll talk about what they'll do at right tackle, plus Joe Burrow having a fantastic season as he has made his case for MVP. We'll get into that as well. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network here on Lockdown Bengals, bringing you coverage of your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So if you're new to the show, and a lot of you are, I see those numbers ticking up. Make sure you hit the follow button. Make sure you hit that subscribe button as the Bengals make their playoff push. We'll talk about some of those playoff seeding scenarios and clinching scenarios as the Bengals are surely in the playoffs but where they will be in those playoffs is to be determined over the next two weeks we'll get to that a little bit later in today's show and as always we appreciate all of those listeners out there who make us your first listen especially in this holiday season when we know you're a little bit extra busy and as the Bengals gear up to take on the Bills on Monday Night Football James we thought we had good news on Lyle Collins, the Bengals' starting right tackle, and playing through a lot of injury has been a stalwart for this team. Hardly missing time all season, despite injuries that appear to have been piling up. Thought that he had avoided the ACL, the the field test, the instant test they do was such that it was a positive prognosis. It didn't look like Lyle Collins was necessarily going to miss a bunch of time. There was even slim hopes that he might be back this week for Monday Night Football. But on Christmas Day, the news came out that further testing, the MRI that was done, revealed a torn ACL and MCL. And unfortunately, that's going to end the season for Lyle Collins. It was announced as a seven-month recovery. I think that is ambitious, and we'll talk about that a little bit as well. But for now, for this season... The Bengals will have to make do without LC at right tackle, and it'll probably be a lot like what it looks like after he was hurt against the Patriots. Brutal, brutal, brutal. I mean, one thing that this offensive line has had all season is the continuity mm-hmm. of all five starters, which is super rare, and, and we know that. But look, losing Lel Collins, and, and we talked about it on, on Saturday night after the game, for all of his faults, and he was not perfect this year, but there's clearly a drop-off. And you never wanted to to drop off to that side of things and, and go to where 
now we have to go where we talk about Akeem Adenogy, where we look at the free agent market, where, whether we talk about who's on the practice squad, all of these things that you just, you hoping you never had to open that box. And yet now we have to, and it sucks. And it, the other reason, and the other part of it that sucks, and I get it, Collins, especially early on, his struggles combined with expectations, combined with lack of practice, all of those things, he took a lot of heat. But he was always ready for game day. And I thought he improved as the season went along. Did he take a step back in recent weeks? Maybe. But again, better than what you had. And it, it was uh, it was kind of nice when the, the complaints were, oh, man, Lyle Collins, he's lunging or he's falling or he's he's just not as good in pass. All the Great. Guess what? He's better than what we saw last year. And I know that wasn't a high bar, but um, I, I hope that th- this isn't a reminder of that. I hope Akeem Adenogy or whoever slides in there, and it's going to be Akeem Adenogy, ha- has improved. And uh, if that's the case, then great. But uh, as of now, it, it really does. It feels like a big loss, an unfortunate loss for him, for the team, especially going down the stretch here as they try to make that push for the one seed and obviously in the playoffs as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep the focus on this season for now because I do think there is a next season concern with this injury for him and, and with sure. his recovery at this point. He's had a hard time recovering, I think, in general this year. But focusing on this season, it, like you said, is very likely to be Hakeem Adenogy stepping into that role. We might see a call-up for Isaiah Prince for a few weeks if they want to have an extra swing tackle up Devin Cochran also on the practice squad those two guys at tackle and obviously the team very familiar with Isaiah Prince who was injured for a lot of this year and they brought back only to wave him to the practice squad but those are the likely moves and even if Elsie hasn't been perfect in pass protection this year what you can say we've seen for this entire offensive line this year is that in general, they're giving up less pressure. In general, Joe Burrow looks, especially lately, the last seven weeks, to be more comfortable operating behind this offensive line. Even when there is pressure, in his last seven games, his 14.3 pressure to sack rate will be the top six, will be a top six number in the NFL over the course of a season. And this has been a big criticism of Burrow from his detractors is that he takes too many sacks, too many of those pressures turn into sacks. Well, in his last seven games on this winning streak, only 10 out of the 70 pressures he's faced, which is at 14.3%, has turned into a sack. And some of that has been pressure coming from the right tackle, right? But what you can say is that as there's been this continuity on this offensive line, without these free rushers nearly as frequently as we saw last year where guys are coming through totally untouched, Burrow has been more comfortable. He's talked about mm-hmm. feeling like he knows that he has escape lanes and where those escape lanes are going to be. It feels like he knows the guys in front of him. And so changing the formula a little bit could have an impact there. And Burrow's been playing great. We'll talk about that in a little bit too. And, and so I'm not expecting you know a big step back for Joe Burrow necessarily. And maybe the pressure numbers even stay similar, but you know, certainly there will be an impact in run blocking, if nothing else, where Kappa and Collins have combined to be a formidable people-moving force on the right side of the Bengals' offensive line. And so they're going to lose some power overall and, and certainly the consistency you talked about. And James, speaking of consistent, somebody who was consistent in Cincinnati for a long, long time was Andrew Whitworth, currently working for Amazon. 
on their Thursday night broadcast crew. And he did not do much to tamp down the calls for Andrew Whitworth to return <laughs> to action late in the year when he was asked about it recently. But I recently described this in, in a tweet reply as a bit of a pipe dream. It's really hard to imagine Whitworth suiting up for the Bengals. It would be fun, but there's so many questions. You know, what kind of shape is he in? Does he want to come play right tackle? Does he want to play for the Bengals? How much money would it take? And you go look at the Bengals roster this year. They haven't had a single player take a snap that wasn't either in training camp with them or one of the three guys they got on waivers after training camp. There are a couple external guys now in the practice squad that didn't start the year with the team, but zero of them, as far as I could see, have played in the game. So somebody maybe will correct me there, but we're talking about going out and getting a big external free agent in Andrew Whitworth, who I think, I don't know what his contract situation is with the Rams either with his retirement. So a lot of hurdles there and it just doesn't feel like something the Bengals would go for. No, it, it doesn't. But do you make a call? I of course you make a call. And, and and here's why you make a call, Jake, is if you pull up the free agents that are available at that spot. And a lot of people are going to talk about Daryl Williams. Big name, of course. Be interested in Daryl Williams. Why the heck is he still out there? That's my question. It doesn't make sense. Who knows? Maybe he retired and we don't know it. Tyrell Crosby, Brian Bulaga. Like th- there are not, and Bulaga is a big name. He, he's got hurt, as I said something just now. You know, he's dealt with injury issues, and I'm not trying to be personal. The point is, is Andrew Whitworth is by far, would be the best free agent available of any position. If he suddenly was available, he'd be ahead of Odell. Why? He's more consistent. He, he was certainly um, healthier, even though Whit at the end did deal with a couple of injuries. So I'll say this. Should the Bengals make a call? Yes. Is it going to happen? No, probably not. And Cole, take me if it does happen. That's fine. But I remember the preseason game, the final preseason game following the, the Rams-Bengals joint practices. And who was it? Andrew Whitworth doing the, the broadcast for, for the Rams side or, or for Amazon. or for It, it was an NFL. It was, it, was the, it was the Rams side, I think, at that yeah, point. He yeah. did Rams preseason, yeah. So, so whatever it was, right? And, and I turned to someone, not going to say who, and I said, man, that dude is the best offensive tackle in the building right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was dead serious. Yeah. And he is. And so is he in shape? No, he's not in football shape. Spoiler. I'll break the news. Andrew Whitworth isn't in football shape. But if you gave him three weeks to get into as good a football shape as he could get into, could he be better than what you have? Probably. I don't think it happens. But do you make a call because of that scenario? Absolutely. And I, I do absolutely love Peter Schrager of NFL Network, calling it out, putting pressure on Witt, saying, hey, Eric Weddle came out of retirement. You can too. Andrew, do it, even if it's for a million bucks. Can you imagine? You would cement, not that your legacy isn't already cemented, but you would cement everything. But it it comes down to this. Bengals got to make the call too. This isn't Andrew coming to play for zero dollars, zero cents, and just some legacy. I got to find a way to make it work. So would, would Locked on Bengals do it? I love the idea. I'm just not sure that the, the Bengals front office or Andrew Whitworth is going to love the idea when they, they get into details, if they ever did, which I don't think they will. Whit wants that all-time offensive line wins from Jeff Saturday. Needs a Joe couple Burrow, more to give do it, it to you. Apparently. Yeah. yeah, he's Joe, Joe Burrow, Burrow. Give it to you. Yeah. And I would make that move 
And you have the chance to make moves like that in the mobile game sponsoring this episode, Ultimate Football GM. So if you've ever dreamed of taking Mike Brown's job and running the Bengals for yourself and bringing Andrew Whitworth out of retirement as you manage your football team, well, your dream can come true in Ultimate Football GM, you can manage every aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory as you're responsible for hiring the right coaches, trading players, making draft picks, and navigating your franchise through free agency in the draft. All those ups and downs of the season, set your ticket prices, update, upgrade your facilities, all the things we're talking about with the Bengals over the last few years. And Lockdown Bengals listeners will get a 100% free boost to their franchise when they use the promo code Locked On in all caps right now in the game store. That's Locked On again in all caps in the game store. So you can check it out today. To download it, visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app store. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. The Bengals handle business in New England, and we're going to have to get to our Schultz and Sons game balls in just a second because well christmas has passed and maybe you whiffed on the gift maybe you did or maybe you want to surprise her with something special maybe you got a january birthday coming up schultz and sons is the place to go and it's not just diamond jewelry they have color gemstone pieces whether it's a birthstone maybe you're looking for the perfect piece that's going to complement their outfit all of those things well they got you covered at Schultz and Sons. Where are Schultz and Sons? Well, they're at 2202 Dixie Highway in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky, right across the bridge from this stadium, about five minutes. So if you're coming into town for that Monday night game, get to Schultz and Sons beforehand. You're getting there on Sunday. Roll in and, and check out Schultz and Sons because they're going to have the custom pieces you're looking for, the diamonds, the gemstones, anything and everything in between. Easy on, easy off, easy to find that special gift. So don't delay. Check them out now, Schultz and Sons. And remember, when it has to be perfect, like Joe Burrow, it has to be Schultz and Sons. We need to get into how good of a season Joe Burrow is still having, of course. First, you mentioned it, our game ball, going all the way back to Saturday as we record this on Monday afternoon. <laughs> and you could easily give it to Joe Burrow, right? Despite the two interceptions and some people thinking that he was making uncharacteristic bad decisions, he had a fantastic game. You go watch the tape, you'll see a number of passes he threw that could have been caught, a number of big-time throws, and really just the one mistake where he and Jamar Chase aren't on the same page on the pick six. You, you could also go, and I'm going to go another way, Um and, and that way is just for the pure clutch factor of Von Bell forcing that fumble to mm -hmm. save the game. And so you could go a lot of directions in this game. There are a number of players that had really nice games. Mm -hmm. and, and maybe Von Bell didn't have the best game, but he had the most clutch moment to save the win. So to me, James, it would be Von Bell. What do you think? Sure. I mean, it's Joe Burrow. It's Joe Burrow. And yeah, if you want to go the best player route for sure. No, and look, if if they had scored with a minute thirty left, let's just say, you gonna bet against Joe? Well, but it wouldn't have been a minute thirty. It would have no. been like ten seconds. Sure, with the way things had went. But I'm just yeah. saying, if they had scored on that final drive, you, you know, I would have thought, all right, well, Burrow's gonna go back down and get it back. And as bad as the offense was in the second half, not much of that was was on him. So uh, I, I would still roll with Joe Burrow. Plus, not only does he get our my Schultz and Sons game ball, but it's a perfect segue into talking about how well he played. Yeah, and 
It's an easy call to say that Joe Burrow could get a game ball any week. He certainly would get a game ball, especially in the Zach Taylor locker room where, where numerous game balls are, are handed out, which is, uh, which is a great motivating tactic, I think. This is two years in a row, James, where Joe Burrow hasn't had the best of starts to his seasons, and this is two years in a row where Joe Burrow has been coming off of significantly disrupted off-seasons from the ACL rehab before 2021 to the ruptured appendix and appendectomy that took him out of training camp in 2022. He's had a couple of slow weeks to get into both seasons. But you go back and you look, and I did this morning, I went back and I looked. In 2021, from week, from week three until the end of the season, so they didn't obviously play their starters in, in week 18 last year. So this is one more game than the same time span this year. Joe Burrow had 525 dropbacks, according to PFF. They had him graded at 92.1 overall at the position, at the quarterback position, which ranked first among quarterbacks in the NFL. He had a 91.8 passing grade in that time, which ranked first in the NFL. And overall last year, his passing game, his passing grade in the regular season finished first in the NFL. In that period of time, he had 34 big time throws. I think it was 7% and 12 turnover worthy throws in that time, just over 2%. 2022, same time period, one less game. Same amount of dropbacks, roughly 525, 521 dropbacks in 2022. The overall PFF grade, 92.1 last year, 92.5 this year. Last year, the passing grade, 91.8, first in the NFL. This year, 91.7, first in the NFL. 34 big-time throws goes down a little bit to 28 big-time throws on four fewer dropbacks. In 2022, his teams have really made a concerted effort to keep that deep pass out of the Cincinnati Bengals offense. But along with that, the turnover-worthy play rate has decreased to just 9 from 12. And the turnover-worthy play rate overall this year is amongst the best in the NFL. And in that stretch of games, again, after he kind of got his feet under him after those first two games of the season, that turnover-worthy play rate, I think, is second best in the NFL, if not best in the NFL. Overall, this passing offense and this offense in general has been more efficient. His EPA per play is up. The Bengals' offensive pass rate, passing success rate is increased in 2022. And what can you say, right? He's not taking sacks at his higher rate over the last seven weeks. Talked about that in the first segment getting more comfortable, getting the ball out quicker this year. The offense has certainly taken a step, but Joe Burrow is still that guy. Despite the slow start, despite the fact that it seems in Vegas's eyes anyway that he's a clear second to Patrick Mahomes in the MVP race, he's still been the best quarterback in the NFL by a lot of measures, and uh, those are a few of them that we just talked about with PFF grades. Yeah, he's, he's why we're here talking about Andrew, oh, could Andrew Whitworth come out of retirement? Mm -hmm. No Joe Burrow, no conversation. Just uh, among 8,000 other things that he's impacted since he's gotten to Cincinnati. Uh, but but that's that's certainly one of them. Uh, also, Lyle Collins has to recover from that ACL. At least he gets to do it while he's on a cruise, right, with yeah. his lady. Because Joe Burrow gifting his offensive line cruises, like that's awesome. And I just want to shout him out again for that. Look, he's always going to be talked about 
in that top tier. And there are going to be some that because you cannot quantify the arm strength compared to Mahomes or the behind the back flip balls that are crazy. And, and I'm not taking away from Mahomes. It's part of his just insane ability. But that or Josh Allen's size and ability to move and throw 75 yards on it, all of those things. Because Burrow might not have the arm of those guys or, or that type of like wild playmaking ability. Not that he doesn't make plays. I'm not saying that, but he does it in his own way, of course. Some are going to say, ah, oh, we'll see, you know, this or that, or they're going to complain. Burrow's that guy, and he's going to be that guy. And will there be times where he doesn't play at, at as high of a level? Maybe. Maybe there'll be times. But most of the time, he's going to be the best quarterback on the field. And we got three games now where it's him and Mahomes, and Burrow's been the better quarterback. I, I'm not saying that he's better every single day. I'm saying we have three games now where that's been the case, head-to-head. And so that's why I'm excited to see Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Monday night. And it's it's kind of a, a tough situation for Burrow because if, if he goes out there and balls, this could be the MVP coronation-type game where he just launches himself into that, that favorite spot potentially. Or if he just plays okay and Josh Allen plays at a high level, people are going to say, oh, we'll see. He's not Josh Allen. But I, I would put him right in that mix of Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Allen, Mahomes, whatever group. It's that top three, and he's there for me. Yeah. Doesn't it a different way from those guys? Just stays accurate, stays on time, elusive in the pocket at this point, and magical last year in the pocket certainly, and at times this year too and has that deadly, deadly feel for getting the ball to his guys in a place where they can make plays. They've got some pretty good weapons, and he, I would say, maximizes them. So as Bengals fans out there listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast, watching on YouTube, you're aware that you're in a special moment, and I think that people are realizing that these may be the good old days for the Cincinnati Bengals, and, well, maybe if you didn't know, Now you know. We're going to get into some of those playoff situations, those playoff scenarios to finish up the show, just in case anybody's unaware of what's at stake over these last two weeks. So we'll finish the show there next. Prize Picks is daily fantasy the way daily fantasy should be. The thing I love about Prize Picks, one, daily fantasy. You're not worrying about long-term injuries or having to set a bunch of different lineups week after week after week. No, no, no. What you do is you pick two to five players, and whether they're going to score more or less than their prize picks projections. That's it. And you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. Entries take 60 seconds or less. There's no competing against other people. It's you versus the projections available. And maybe you want to get in on the action, but you don't want to go the NFL route. You want to go the college football route or the NBA route or insert whatever sport, college hoops. You can do all of those things with prize picks. So, Make sure you check them out at pricepicks.com or the Price Picks app. And remember, safe and fast withdrawals. It's really easy to get your withdrawals. Uh, so check them out and use the promo code Locked On. You'll get a $100 instant deposit match um, or up to $100. So if you deposit $50, you'll get $50. If you deposit $100, you'll get $100. Just deposit $100, get that free $100 with promo code Locked On in the Price Picks app or pricepicks.com. Again, don't forget to use promo code Locked On at pricepicks.com. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes 
It's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, Dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. So the Bengals are in the playoffs, as all of our listeners know at this point. That not really a question right now, but despite having the second best record in the AFC, they could finish anywhere from a one seed to a six seed, depending mm-hmm. on the outcome of the next two weeks. And it would take a lot for them to get all the way down to six. But to win the division, it's really simple. They just have to beat Baltimore. But it could happen before week 18. That game could be only for potentially the one seed, depending on what else happens. So even if the Bengals don't, sorry, let's take a step back. Started that sentence the wrong way. The Bengals do not need to beat the Ravens in week 18 if the Ravens lose to the Steelers this week and the Bengals beat the Bills this week. So obviously you go one game at a time, right? You win this week. One, you keep your hopes of that number one seed alive. Two, you keep your hopes of a two seed alive, which means that you would hypothetically avoid having to go play in Arrowhead until the AFC championship game, which the Bengals successfully did last year, by the way. Uh, and it wins you potentially the division. But if the Bengals beat the Bills and the Ravens, for whom it is still a question apparently as to whether or not Lamar Jackson will practice and the Steelers are somehow sitting at seven and eight, as they've managed to rattle off some wins against teams not named the Bengals down their stretch, as Mike Tomlin continues to never die with his team in Pittsburgh. Well, there, there's a lot at stake for the Ravens if they want to keep their hopes alive. They might get a win this week. The Bengals might have to beat them in week 18. And that's the thing because of that tiebreaker. As long as the Ravens take care of business against Pittsburgh this week, week 18 is for the division either way. Because if the teams tie in the win-loss standings, Baltimore would have the tiebreaker. So, kind of stumbled through it a little bit there, but that's kind of the, the high level. If they want to get that one seed, the Bengals still need to win out. They need some help. The Chiefs would need to lose one to the now head coachless Denver Broncos after Nathaniel Hackett was fired on Monday or to the Las Vegas Raiders who can't seem to figure out how to play football after the first quarter of their game. Yeah. So they would need a lot of help there. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a go Raiders. All right, let's be honest yeah. here. The Broncos aren't going to beat the Chiefs. So. Well, you know, sometimes you get that that nope. that little bounce nope. from firing nope. a head coach. We saw it in nope. Carolina and Steve Wilkes. No, okay. It's not just a little bounce. I mean, you're going to need oh. – Honestly, you're going to need the Bengals to to put on the Broncos uniforms and go there. And then, you know, I mean, let's call it like it is, all right? I, I think that the, the Chiefs could sleepwalk and beat the Broncos. The Broncos are a dumpster fire. 
And so, yeah, maybe they play a little better. I still don't think they beat the Chiefs. So it's, it's you're banking on the Raiders. It's tough. The Texans almost pulled it pulled it out a few weeks ago. Didn't happen. We'll see. But a two seed's good too. Making Buffalo have to come to Cincinnati is really good too. You've already gone to Arrowhead. That would be the only spot that you'd have to deal with. The buy aspect of it, yeah, that stinks not having a buy. But if you handle business, you're going to get that two seed. And that's still a heck of a seed. I mean, the Bengals have uh, very rarely gotten a two. Uh, in, in, in my day, they've never done that in my life. So that would be quite an accomplishment. But regardless, you're going to have to win. And, and honestly, the way they're rolling, and I know the buy is good in a way, but Man, if they went out and they get the bye, part of me is like, do a simulated game. Yeah. <laughs> Keep those guys dialed in because they're rolling right now. All their confidence is sky high. The last thing you want is anything, you know. So, and I'm sure Zach has that in mind. And that's first world problems, right? That's successful problems if you do get the one. But overall, is there a team? And maybe I shouldn't speak too soon because we haven't seen them play Buffalo yet. But during this run over the past year and a half, but there's really no team that's scary. Jacksonville's getting kind of hot right now. Playing the Chargers round one, that's not ideal, but I don't think you're scared of it. I, is there a team that scares you? Or, or, you know, not, not that you don't want, but that literally scares you in the AFC? Because I think the Bengals match up pretty well with all of them. The Bengals can play with any of these teams in the AFC. There's nobody that you're looking at like, man, if they draw XYZ matchup, that's just a bad matchup. That's going to be much harder than any of these other teams. Maybe a little bit of a different story if there's, uh, you know, Miles Garrett type player on any of these AFC playoff teams, but there's not. You don't have to deal with those until the Super Bowl. And we're, we're a long ways, I think. From, from talking about that, but, you know, Micah Parsons and the NFC, obviously the entire Eagles front the Bosa issue with the 49ers. Like there's some guys out there that you're like, okay, th- those are some guys that we've seen the Bengals have real issues with that kind mm-hmm. of player this year with Von Miller's injury. You know, there, there's obviously good players. Greg Russo is one of them that we'll talk about this week with, with the, uh, the bills, Chris Jones, obviously, uh, you know, uh, Josh Allen with the, the Jaguars, if they make the playoffs, but there, there's none of those real freaks that, that I'm thinking of on the edge in the AFC who have been just absolute game wreckers, game in, game out. The Patriots have a really good defensive front. The Bengals just handled it pretty well despite the second half going the way it did from a, a score and results standpoint. But you're not worried about these teams necessarily they'll be hard playoff football is always hard and and you never know what's going to happen but yeah to your point you're not scared of any of these teams if you're the Bengals you feel like you match up with any of them and a large a large part of it is going back to what we spent most of our second segment on James is that Joe Burrow can play quarterback with any of these guys Mm -hmm. and and often do it better yep and and that's that's what it's going to come down to most likely and I think again, going through what they did the other day against the Patriots in that cold weather, not playing their their best in the second half, responding the right way, finding a way, I think it's going to serve them well. And it's not the only time they're going to meet some adversity. They know that. And uh, they've responded the right way really through this two-year run. And and we'll see if that can continue on on Monday Night Football, man. I can't believe Monday night, Jake, let's go. It's going to be a fun one. 
Second time this year, right? I feel like we did a game preview on a Sunday earlier this year, too. Yep. Monday right. night. Uh, what was that? Ravens? No, that was Sunday night. Sunday night Ravens, right? It was the Browns. Browns. Halloween. Yeah. Right. Well, let's let's hope this one goes better. This one in Cincinnati, one of the few, one of the two out of five primetime games in Cincinnati. And I guess we'll see. I guess they, they four, because they have one flexed out of primetime. And week 18, I guess, could be flexed back into primetime. You never... <laughs> You never know, right? And so we'll keep an eye on that as well. And if that's the case, the Bengals do finish at home their last two games of the season at home after a very road-heavy start to the year. So looks like the weather's warming up. And, well, we're not going to quite move on to that Bills game in its entirety yet. We have a long week ahead of us here. We will have our regularly scheduled crossover coming up a little bit later this week, and we'll hold our game preview until Sunday since that game is coming on Monday. And, Bengals media availability doesn't start until Tuesday. Their practice schedule is all pushed back this week. So we'll have all those updates co coming for you later in the week. But even though the game was a little bit further away than it normally is, we'll hope to get into some film takeaways with Mike at Bengals underscore Santagata. Akeem Adenogy. And we'll Spoiler. talk about Adenogy yes. for sure. We'll talk about Joe Burrow's game. We'll talk about all these things. A lot of players on that defense had a good game, including Cam Sample really stepping up. And hopefully we'll have tape. That's a big obstacle. As we record this, we don't have tape yet. So uh, hopefully we'll get the tape in time to do our tape episode. And that will come your way tomorrow here on Locked on Bengals. Until then, Bengals fans, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed your Christmas. day, and have a good one. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.